Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. From Equitymates Media, this is The Dive. I'm your host, Sasha Kelly. 2023 is shaping up to be the year of big technological change. In the world of artificial intelligence, there's been one name that's been on everyone's lips lately. Generative artificial intelligence has definitely captured the world's imagination. AI language models like ChatGPT and AI art like DAL-E. But when we look back at 2023, artificial intelligence may not be the biggest step forward because quietly in the background, robotics are taking huge leaps forward, sometimes literally, as these robots jump and backflip into our lives. And when we see what combining artificial intelligence and robotics creates, we get a glimpse of our future. It's Friday, the 10th of February, and today I want to know just how advanced is robotics technology? And where will I see it in my life? To do this, I'm joined by the co-founder of Equity Mates and his first appearance back on the dive for 2023. It's Alec Renahan. Alec, welcome. Hey, Sasha. Great to be back for 2023. Uh, it got me very excited when you said we'll get a glimpse of our future. This is a episode we've had on the board for a while and it's the right time to hit it today because there are some pretty amazing things happening in this space. Everywhere I look, there seem to be headlines about AI and robotics. And I was just telling you, I love robots. I think they're (laughs) so cool. So I'm so excited. And I think most people have seen Boston Dynamics videos. That's how most people are familiar with the coming robot revolution. And that was definitely what sparked the idea for us. But there's so much more happening that we were excited to get into. Yeah, so let's start. Can you put this conversation in context for me? We know that robots have actually been around for years, actually even decades. Yeah, even centuries. The first mass production was automated in 1804 when French inventor Joseph-Marie Jacquard unveiled the Jacquard loom. The term robot was first used in the 1921 play Rossum's Universal Robots with the term robot deriving from the Czech word robota, referring to the forced labour of serfs. There's a bit of etymology for you. That's my fun fact for this Friday. Great. Uh, more fun facts for you, Sasha. In 1959, the first robotic arm is installed on a factory floor in a General Motors plant. Automation's newest contribution to man. This jack-of-all-trades robot is called Unimate, and it handles dull, difficult, or dangerous jobs with equal aplomb. And a key milestone I know you'll be excited for because we heard all about it in the Equitymates office. In 2002, the Roomba invades living rooms around the world and 20 years later in 2022, it invades your living room. So for cleaner floors throughout your entire home, at the push of a button, meet the iRobot Roomba 980 vacuum cleaning robot. It certainly did and look, this isn't an episode that's supposed to be advertising robot vacuums, but I am the number one fan. 
Rumba, you can sponsor us anytime. But basically what you've just said there is that there's a long history of robots helping us in manufacturing and distribution centers around the world. But crucially, most of these robots were specific purpose robots. A General Motors robot designed to automate a specific task on the factory floor or the Roomba, which, you know, can't really do much else except clean my house as much as I'd love it to do all these other tasks. So the key trend that we've really seen accelerate over the past decade is general purpose robots. Yeah, that's right. That's the key distinction for this episode. Special purpose robots are designed to complete one specific task or function in just one environment. You know, planting crops on a farm, performing surgery in a hospital, or picking up and placing boxes in a warehouse. Amazing robotics, especially the performing surgery, but just doing one thing. General purpose robots can do a variety of different things and their programming and their mechanics are flexible enough to allow them to do whatever they're asked. And these robots are often designed to look like humans or kind of unexpectedly in the case of Boston Dynamics, they look like dogs. Welcome back to Boston Dynamics headquarters. Today we're excited to announce the latest developments with Spot. Yeah, now here's something we learnt when we were researching this episode. I guess a bit of uh, industry knowledge from the robotics industry. Humanoid robots are pretty useless. Whatever task you want a human-shaped robot to do, you could design a special purpose robot to do that same task more efficiently. You know, why would you give a robot unstable and slow legs when you could give it wheels instead? But... We've seen companies really accelerate the progress of general purpose robots over the past decade, and we're really starting to see some emerging use cases on the back of it. Elon Musk, you've always got to mention Elon Musk, uh, has said Tesla is developing a humanoid robot called Optimus, which could be used for cooking meals and helping elderly people at home. Eventually, they want it to be able to do anything humans don't want to do. He was clearly a Transformers fan. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> New world to call home. Uh, Google last year unveiled a general purpose robot that performs ambiguous tasks requiring reasoning, such as, I spilled my drink, can you help? I always need help. I'm always <laughs> spilling things. <laughs> uh, but most of the general purpose applications we're seeing aren't in the home, they're in industrial use cases. For example, BP and Woodside use robotic dogs to improve safety in their minds. Semiconductor maker Global Foundries uses a general purpose robot to automate data collection and monitor the condition of its equipment. Honolulu Police last year used Boston Dynamics dog Spot to take temperatures of people at homeless camps. In Pompeii in Italy, a robotic dog is used to carry out safety patrols. And a funny one for you, Sasha, to close it out. Oregon State University developed a general purpose robot that broke the Guinness World Record for the fastest 100 meter sprint by a bipedal robot. 24.73 seconds. So the robots can't outrun us yet. If you're Usain Bolt, I mean, I'm not. Sasha, you could run faster than 24 (laughs) seconds. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Actually, now that I think about it. Look, those examples, they do actually get me really excited to have a general purpose robot of my own, all of those things, except maybe the running, sound really useful and practical. But the key unlock for this whole industry is combining these advances in robotics with the advances that we're seeing in artificial intelligence. Yeah, if the shift from special purpose robots to general purpose robots have given computers a body and the flexibility to do whatever they're asked to do, 
then advances in artificial intelligence have given these computers a brain. And when combined, it'll change the world. We're only just starting to see what will emerge. Just this week, the Babbage podcast by The Economist visited the factory of engineered arts in the UK and interviewed Amica, a robot that hears using Google's voice recognition, processes information using OpenAI's GPT-3, and speaks using Amazon's Polly. And the result is pretty incredible. I'm sorry to hear that you're feeling down, but if you need someone to talk to, then I'm here. It's tough when the going gets rough, but together we'll get through it, no matter what. It absolutely is. I'm going to put a link to the YouTube of seeing Amica in the show notes because it's incredible to see. And Amicas have already been sold to customers. They're in the wild. One example they discuss on the podcast is the Copernicus Science Center in Poland that ordered a robotic version of Nicholas Copernicus, the astronomer that discovered the Earth revolved around the sun rather than the other way around. So visitors to the museum can speak to a robotic, AI-powered Nicholas Copernicus and ask him about his life and his discoveries. That's amazing. Look, might be a bit expensive for me, but I definitely know what's going on my Christmas list. <laughs> I want an Amica. <laughs> but these novel use cases like museums, that's just the start of this. You can see how the combination of AI and robotics is going to lead to a revolution in many caring professions because all of a sudden robots will be able to assist professional caregivers and also give elderly and disabled people far more freedom in life because you could delay moving into a care home if a robot can help you up and down the stairs, help you clean up and remember when you need help taking your pills. But for all of these exciting use cases, of course, there's the other side of the coin and the risks that come with such powerful technology. So let's take a break and then talk about them. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Welcome back to The Dive. Today, we're talking about the huge leap forward we've been seeing in robotics. It's no longer the realm of science fiction. Walking, talking, thinking, humanoid robots are becoming a reality in 2023, and I am excited. But before we continue with the episode, we do just want to ask a really quick favor. We have our Equity Mates community survey live at the moment. The link is right there in the show notes. It takes 10 minutes to fill out and it really helps us make decisions especially about the direction that we're going to take the show this year. You could complete it while listening to the second half of this episode. And if you do finish it, you could be in the running to win $500 or tickets to FinFest. So Alec, we've been talking about the huge leap forward in robotics and the emergence of general purpose robots, but that comes with risks. So much so that six of the leading robotics companies have signed an open letter calling on the industry to not weaponize general purpose robots. This sounds terrifying. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> scary. The six companies, Boston Dynamics, Agility Robotics, Anybotics, Clearpath Robotics, Open Robotics, and Unitree, 
published the letter late last year calling on the world not to weaponize robots. It seems like a fairly standard campaign that we should all get behind. It does, doesn't it? It comes on the back of a bigger campaign that I'm sure we can also get behind. Stop killer robots. Hey, Samantha, what's the weather like today? I could tell you, but then I'd have to kill you. It's so catchy. <laughs> yeah, it, it is what it says. Uh, it's been going on since 2012, and it seeks to preemptively ban lethal autonomous weapons, or laws. The campaign organizers say nearly 100 countries and a huge range of companies and NGOs oppose lethal autonomous weapons. Machines don't see us as people, just another piece of gold. Yeah, so who doesn't support this movement? <laughs> yeah, well, perhaps unsurprisingly, military and law enforcement see a lot of opportunities to weaponize robots. Yeah. And so at a meeting of the United Nations Convention on Certain Conventional Weapons uh, last year, there was a failure to reach a consensus governing the use of so-called killer robots, due in part to objections from countries working on technologies like this, including the US, the UK and Russia. Now, Sasha, in their defense, military planners and law enforcement officials are focused on protecting their own soldiers or their own police officers. That's a key part of their job. And if they can send a robot with a gun into a dangerous situation rather than a person with a gun, they protect the lives of their people. That is a net benefit. But it does open a pretty scary can of worms. And for me, the scariest part of it is how it changes the risk calculations for these officials. Would politicians and leaders be more willing to start a conflict if they knew they were sending in a fleet of weaponized robots rather than actual soldiers? Does lessening the cost increase the risk? I mean, you've posed some massive questions there, ones that we are not in a position to answer, but it's certainly an ethical conundrum. Let's talk about examples. Are there specific situations where police and militaries are using weaponized robots today? So there are plenty of examples of weaponized robots being controlled remotely by human operators. According to Boston Dynamics website, some police and fire departments are already using the company's robot dog, Spot, to assess risky situations. Bomb threats have been neutralized by a robot going into the scene and defusing the bomb if needed. But they're not necessarily weaponized. But we have seen police departments adding weapons. Meet DigiDog, the newest member of the NYPD's Technical Assistance Response Unit. Yes, a robot dog that's hounding city streets, assisting its handlers in saving lives and protecting New York's finest. In 2016, police in Dallas used a robot armed with C4 explosives to kill a man who had shot several police officers. The robot wasn't built with weapons. The police strapped the C4 to it before they sent it in. And in San Francisco last year, city officials moved to authorize police use of lethal force with robots, i.e. police could kill someone with a robot they were controlling. Perhaps unsurprisingly, that authorization was later overturned. That isn't the scariest prospect because there's still a human in control of the robot and if something goes wrong, the human made the decision and is still at fault. What's really scary is autonomous weapon systems or lethal autonomous weapons, which is a robot with a weapon, but rather than a human operating them and a human making the decision, they're operated by artificial intelligence and make decisions themselves based on programming. There's been one example of this so far. In 2020, a robot drone hunted down and attacked a human target in Libya. 
According to the UN, this was likely the first time an autonomous killer robot armed with a lethal weapon attacked human beings. And that's the really scary prospect. And that's really where this Stop Killer Robots campaign is focused. It's one thing to have a robot attached with a weapon, but if a human's controlling it, a human is still responsible. When AI is responsible, how do you regulate that? How do you control that? And how do you ultimately hold someone responsible when something goes wrong? That's the really scary prospect. Yeah, that's real dystopian science fiction vibes. And that's why these six leading robotics companies have written this open letter. Yeah, that's right. They want more caring robots and less killer robots. Again, a great slogan. Yeah, but the challenge is there are always more engineers and more companies out there, especially when the military is waving around their big checkbook. Uh, So, you know, if these six companies don't want to make weaponized robots, there are other companies that will step in. One example we saw recently when we were researching this episode was the US company Ghost Robotics. My name is Jaron Parikh. I'm the president and CEO of Ghost Robotics. We believe we have an incredible purpose here at Ghost. They've built a quadrupedal robot, essentially a robot dog, like the Boston Dynamic robot dog. But then a small arms specialist, Sword International, equipped it with a special purpose unmanned rifle, with 30 times optical zoom, thermal camera, it can target in the dark, effective range of 1,200 meters. Basically, it's a robot dog with a massive gun on it. So that's the risk here, that for all the companies that won't do it, unless there's international law that bans these kind of weapons, like we've banned plenty of weapons in the past, there will always be other companies that will do it. Hopefully, as this technology emerges more into the mainstream, we see more concerted efforts to limit these killer machines because this is terrifying. I think I'm going to go and put my signature on the Stop Killer Robots campaign as someone who really loves robots (laughs) and wants them to be a part of my life. So let's move towards the positive and close out the episode by reminding ourselves of how exciting our future could be. Paint me a picture of what's going to happen with my AI-powered general-purpose robot. What are we going to do with a robot? Well, Astro... Follow me. So we're moving from a world of single-purpose robots to a world of multitaskers. Amazon's Astro is an Alexa on wheels that can also vacuum your floor, help you move small objects, and watch out for intruders. Samsung's Bot Handy has an arm and eyes, allowing it to pour you a glass of wine, help you with the cooking, and then load the dishwasher once you're done. Buddy, developed by French company Blue Frog Robotics, can do many of the same things as Amazon's Astro, but it's also designed to be an emotional companion. And the French Ministry of National Education has recently signed a deal to buy 1,750 of them to help homebound or hospitalized children. And from this world of multitaskers that we're living in now, we'll then move into the world of true general purpose robots that can do all of that and even more and ultimately fulfilling Tesla's goal of doing everything that humans don't want to do. <laughs> Look, I'm opening a new savings account. I'm going to call it Robot Fund. <laughs> I'm going to start putting money in it every week. Listen to Get Started Investing and like figure out what my budget plan is because I'm on board for this future. Well, we might leave it there for today, Alec. One more piece of housekeeping before we go. FinFest is back for 2023. Make sure you register your interest and keep up to date and be the first to access early bird ticket prices. It was such an epic day last year. You definitely want to make sure that you're there. 
If you want to keep the conversation going, then come and follow us on Instagram. We're at the Dive Business News. You can always contact us by email, thedive at equitymates.com. And please hit follow or subscribe wherever you're listening right now. And then you'll just never miss a future episode again. Alec, thanks so much for talking about robots with me today. Thanks, Sasha. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Until next time. You have been listening to an Equitymates Media production. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. This podcast is intended for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general advice only and has not taken into account your personal financial circumstances, needs or objectives. Before acting on general advice, you should consider if it is relevant to your needs and read the relevant product disclosure statement. And if you're unsure, please speak to a financial professional. The hosts of this podcast and their guests may have physicians in the companies mentioned. Equitymates Media operates under an Australian Financial Services Licence 540697. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.